0: No, I used to dream about this when I was a little boy. I never thought it would end up this way. Drums.
1: Evan Cohen is on ESPN 1063. Streaming live via the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speakers. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, call Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys at 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Here's Evan Cohen.
0: Okay, welcome to the show. Evan Cohen with you on the ninth day of March. 2021. 888 760 espn is your number to be a part of the show. You can tweet at us by way of the Grand Champions Polo Club Twitter feed at ESPN West Palm at Evco Radio for me, Evan Cohen, at Jeanette and Juice for Jeanette Javier as we get the show on the road, as always, driven by Tire Kingdom. They're open early, 7.30 a.m., open late, 8 p.m., open seven days a week. A local company started right here Palm Beach County in 1972, and going on now in the month of March at Tire Kingdom, you can get a hundred dollars prepaid card, a MasterCard prepaid card, when you buy four sled tires and get them installed BF Goodrich, Cooper, Nexon, and more. And when you use your Tire Kingdom store credit card, you'll get special financing for 12 months on qualifying purchases of $699. Or more. And at Tire Kingdom, of course, they can come to you. They can come to you as the mobile tire installation van can come to you if you call 844 get tires. So if you're at work, if you are at your, um, Home, it doesn't matter, and you don't want to go in, that's fine. The mobile tire ins- installers will mount, install, and balance your tires all while safely maintaining your social distance. Call 844 get TIRES or visit TireKingdom.com to schedule an appointment today. You know, I was all excited, as I pretty much always am, to do the show today because Dak Press got signed, and it's a contract extension, and it's fun to debate quarterbacks in football, etc. and we were all on track to do that up until something honestly stunning shocking happened here and it's sad and you know my initial reaction to something um was one of shock and one of let me let this play itself out because of the history of the person involved so if you're unaware of what I'm talking about, let me explain. Myers Leonard is a player on the Miami Heat. Myers Leonard had been a person that was widely respected, widely appreciated, and in many ways, borderline loved by many Heat fans and people in general, like myself. And the reason that I was so appreciative and um, I, 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 I admired him, I guess, for better, better, lack of a better way of saying it, was how many times in life are we all going to have, it's happened to me, it's happened to Jeanette, it's happened to everyone, where you have this job and then you get demoted or you get a different role. And you're like, all right, I have the job-ish and I'm still on the team, but it really doesn't feel that way, and here's now my test of character. Here's now how I'm going to handle myself. And during the NBA season a year ago, in the bubble, Myers Leonard was a guy that started for the Miami Heat all year long. And then he got, in essence, demoted, where he didn't play. And the way in which he was engaged, and we all noticed it, we all talked about it, it's not like this is coming out of left field, that he was, like, beloved by all Heat fans. I'm not saying D. Wade style. I'm not saying Udonis Haslam style. I'm not saying Jimmy Butler style. But he was beloved in a way that we're just like, wow, if that were me, if I got demoted, I don't think I could act that way. And look at this guy. What an unbelievable example. He stood for the national anthem. I'm not here to get into a national anthem debate. But he gave his reasons as to why he was standing while his teammates were not. And he did so in a way that was so engaging and so interesting that many people actually garnered even more respect for him And you can't change your opinion now looking back on how you felt then. You could change how you feel now, but I'm talking about in the moment where it's just like, hey, I would take a knee, but I understand why he's not. And now it kind of opens up the conversation that, and I'm not saying this is what's happening, but just hear me out. Jeanette and Evan are teammates. Jeanette's going to stand. Evan's going to take a knee. And here's why Evan's taking a knee. And here's why Jeanette's going to stand. And guess what? They're arm in arm. They're locked in arm. And they're on the same team. And they can believe in the same things, but do things differently. Okay, healthy, logical, sane conversation. In the offseason, the Miami Heat re-signed him to a two-year deal. Player option in the second year, and that's not important, but it's a note. He was hurt. He's done for the season. He's not playing basketball. One of the things that people liked about Myers Leonard for all this time was, hey, he's fun. He drinks beer. He plays video games. He does charitable things. He seemingly has a great relationship with his wife, Elle, and they post stuff on social media. Like, this guy's great. And then today, literally out of nowhere, a video goes viral that has him, after a pause on the video, with a disgusting anti-Semitic slur in a way and it was bleeping K-word which I'm not trying to sit here and equate slurs Jeanette is Hispanic I am Jewish Jeanette whatever you would deem to be the worst of slurs that you could get in your direction this one would be the worst that I could get in mine neither are right they're not equal. I'm not trying to play the, you know, which one's worse? 88876037. No, I'm not doing that. What I'm just I'm just trying to put context behind it. What hurts is that anyone could say that. Anyone. The worst of people and the best of people. What feels even more confusing, I'm just kind of living out my emotions on the air with you right now. What feels more confusing is Of those people that I don't know, one that I would lean or have leaned towards giving the benefit of the doubt to would have been someone like Myers Leonard. Is he Udonis Haslam? How bleepin' no. And that would never come out of Udonis' mouth. But what I'm telling you and what the weird and, and unfortunate and tragic and sad and disgusting part about all of this it's here's a guy that – and, you know, whether it's it's me or it's Ryan Lieber, who you hear on ESPN 106.3 at times, who was the first who notified me of this this tweet, who's Jewish, or anybody else. Like, hey, prior to this, hey, there's there's a gray area thing going on with, uh, with Myers Leonard. What do you think? I think Lieber, me, anybody would sit back and say that's Jewish – yeah, this guy's been a pretty good dude. Like, let's hear him out a little bit. Let's hear out like what he's gonna say. He seems like a pretty good character guy. He's not that good at basketball. But he seems to be really like a good dude. And this is what's weird and horrible and tragic. How did how did maybe we all get fooled like this? Or if this is not what it is, what the hell is going on? Because and then people are jumping to the conclusion, you know, oh he's gone, you gotta get rid of him. So why did Jimmy Butler need to pay for what Myers Leonard did? And the reason I say that, and this is going to sound horrible, but it's life. They need to use his contract to trade, to help a guy like Jimmy Butler who wouldn't say something like this. And you can't just get rid of You can send him home. You can say you're not allowed around the team anymore. And you And you basically, he's a ghost in essence at that point. It's horrible. It's horrible that this guy that seemingly was so understanding and so knowledgeable about people. And so seemingly caring about people would just throw that term around as if it's nothing. Because that hurts many, not just Jews, it hurts many. Like, I don't like when someone says the N word to a a black person, and I'm not black. That's horrible. Like, why is that in your vocabulary? I don't understand that. How could that even be? Like, I even said on Twitter, Adam Karady, like, I want to kind of, you know, take a step back for a second. I want to find out more details on this because I'm not looking to, like, like, all right, Myers Leonard, you're dead to me. I want to understand how a guy that that seemingly so many people, including me, thought of as, as a glass half full guy as an all-inclusive guy could have an anti-Semitic slur while playing video games on camera that he's setting up. This is not like, hey, we sent Brian McLovin Rowitz to do a, a, a shot for PTV to kind of get an eavesdropping, like, hey, you know, in the moment shot. This is Myers turning on his own camera. You know, I'm not saying that anyone's – like, we. McLovin has done many shoots. He did one with Lamar Jackson when Mar- Lamar got drafted where, like, you almost – kind of, or, or Lamar Jackson's family, I should say. You almost forget the camera's on because they're just there to watch you kind of thing. And they didn't say anything inappropriate. I'm not even saying that. What I'm saying is this is him sitting up. I'm putting myself on camera because I want to be on camera while playing a video games. And he says something that is so hateful for a guy that at least was portrayed or portrayed himself as so loving. For an organization owned by Mickey Erickson, who's a Jewish man who is, I mean, the Miami Heat have Gay Pride Night. They have, they have, I've been to this. I've been to, I think, Heat Nets Gay Pride Night. It was great. I've been to the Jewish nights that the Heat have. I, I, literally a video of my my wife and I, my sister and my brother-in-law singing Hebrew songs at a Heat game. The Heat did more for Black Lives Matter than any organization the Heat are literally a testing site for COVID and a vaccine site for NBA players. This is the ultimate organization of inclusiveness, of open-mindedness, and one of the reasons that I thought this guy, who's not particularly great at basketball, was still there this year to trade him to use his salary, but in general, was because of the fact that everybody liked having him around. This is what's what's... Really difficult for me as somebody, again, I don't know him. We had one interview scheduled with him. I mean, I'll tell the story now, but he totally stood me up. McLovin and I sat here for a half hour waiting to tape with him, and he never showed. I didn't write him off then. I don't want to have to write him off now, but this is awful. And I'm just really confused by it. And I'm sure everybody out there has had that person where you're just like, wait, I thought this person was like a good person and I don't know him, right? So it's horrible that I can even say I thought he was a good person, but what am I supposed to do? I'm judging it on what has been out there, on what has been portrayed of him. And all of those people that I know that are bothered by this rightfully so today, are confused as well. Like, I thought this was one of the good guys. He did something horrible. It's trending all over the place. If you were unaware that Myers-Leonard had a, had a uh, anti-Semitic slur prior to now, trust me, you're going to be aware by this time tomorrow, and I'm laughing out of, like, not that I think this is funny, but laughing out of, it's going to be all over the place. And I'm just, like... I'm hurt that I put in emotion in admiring someone that would have the ability to do this. And I understand that's on me. That part is on me, right? He didn't ask for me to admire him. He didn't ask for me to sit there and say, hey, you know what? You want a good example of how to deal with a demotion and still be a part of a team? I'm your guy. He didn't ask me to do that. I wasn't the only one. And so, yeah, I shouldn't have, have put that kind of emotion in a guy I didn't know, and that that's on me. But, man, I couldn't believe this when I saw it. I thought it was like, oh, maybe it's, it's edited. Maybe it's doctored. Maybe they like somebody tried to screw him over because it's just like he doesn't feel like a guy that would say that. But, again, I don't know what a guy like that feels like. Right, like I don't want to know what a guy like that feels like. I'm not going to write him off in a way that is he could never, ever again in life be a productive member of society. What I am going to tell you is that clearly he needs a lot of help, training, and understanding as to why he probably, rightfully so, I hope, would not just drop the N-word the same way he shouldn't just drop the K-word. Like, how is that even in your vocabulary? I don't get it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. It's hateful. It's hurting. It's disappointing. And it's, like, stunning in some ways. I don't want to sit here and come off like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if X person said it. But I I think I can say I'd be really surprised if Myers Leonard said it and he said it. And I'm not going to go, I don't want to do the revisionist history. I know people are doing that. It's like, ah, he didn't stand for the anthem. I'm sorry, he he stood for the anthem when his teammates did not stand for the anthem. Or, you know, I'm done with this cheerleader guy. Like, I don't want, I, I I can't do that. I can't change my thoughts of how I or felt in that moment when I got those explanations. Can I look back and maybe wonder, is he a phony baloney? Yeah, I can, but I need to hear from him. And I need to understand, like, what is going on? And those who, again, those who just sit there and say, like, ah, oh, get rid of him. All of the work, the effort, the blood, sweat, and tears that Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic and Udonis Haslam and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and all the, the pieces to the puzzle here that they have put in, I think you have to understand how how detrimental that would be for them to just do what you're saying of get rid of him. I'm not suggesting he should play again for the Miami Heat. No, I'm not suggesting that at all. What I'm saying is, unfortunately now, where there used to be a human element, he's taken the human element out of it because he's done something that's basically inhumane. So when I say that, it's the emotion of, I don't know, we're really going to trade Myers-Leonard? He's such a good dude. No, that's out. That's out. Now you're a number to the heat, right? Right? Now it's it's disgusting to say I get that, but now you're one year nine million dollars, ten million dollars with the player, a uh, team option for a second year. That's what you now have become. Not oh God wrestling with this Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic could be having the worst season in Heat history this year, and it would be painful for Pat Riley to trade him. Painful may not really be able to do it because of the human element. Myers Leonard has taken out the human element. He's taken out the human element of it because it's, it's disgusting what he did here to use this kind of language. And it's stunning. Stunning. All right. I think I got everything off my chest. Anything I missed on this, or Anything else you want to say on this? I thought Anything you... Anything else? I did not think I gave you a, a word yet. So no, I don't it's know okay. Else.
2: It's, I absolutely understand your emotion when you have somebody that you've looked I'm up confused. to. Yeah, I'm confused. Abso- I'm confused. Absolutely. Yeah. It, but you've looked up to this guy, and you've always defended him. You told me off air that he stood you up, and I even was like, hmm, that's not cool, but you were like, no, I get it, you know, I understand. But now that this... I didn't even know that word existed until I saw it.
0: Good. Don't know that it no,
2: exists. No, to me that's disgusting. And if you know that word, I have no doubt in my mind that you probably use a disgusting Others. word for me. You use disgusting words for other people of whatever eth- ethnicity or background. I have no doubt that he probably does.
0: See what you just said. This is where this is where I'm confused. I'm I'm like feeling defensive. Like, no, that's not fair. You can't say that about him because my like he's he always seemed like a good dude i think you're making a leap but also like how dare i defend him you know what i'm saying That's like what I'm saying. you're
2: being too nice for me i'd be like like you said you're a numbers boy now you have produced nothing your hair looks disgusting and you have no idea how to talk to people on twitch seriously and who knows how many other people Well, like the Twitch me.
0: thing, again, he's setting up the, his own video. That's what
2: I'm saying. Not,
0: not that it would be okay to say that like, oh, wow, they caught him, overheard him saying that. That ain't okay. But like you, you extra know you're on camera in that spot. He you put, extra know that you're being recorded.
2: He put himself in a position to be so vulnerable. And look what you did. And thank you for showing us who your, what your true colors are. Because you are not heat culture. That's the part, again, going off of what I would, like, Goran Drogic, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I would be absolutely stunned if he said, if he had anything close to that word. But bye. But I would have said that,
0: Jeanette, about Myers Leonard. And maybe that's naive, and maybe I should have looked at things differently, but, like, I would have said that about Myers Leonard, too.
2: I... Just because you post something and, you know, whether you kneel or stand, whatever, that's a great opinion. Everybody has. You do you. But when it comes to who you are behind closed doors in the emotion, that's who I always that's what I always look at. Because you could type stuff on Twitter. You can put things in whatever press release. You can say whatever you want. That's all edited. But how you act in your emotion when you're absolutely vulnerable that's who I want to see, and I think that's who you got to see today.
0: Well, I didn't want to see that. That's for
3: sure.
2: Well, I, you know what? Honestly, like I personally love to see who I look up to, because that for me, like, oh, I looked up to you, um, and now I get to see. Now I see your true colors. Bye. Yeah, Bye. I don't know. This, this I mean, I guess. Simple. I
0: guess. So here's the thing. I don't know that I. It's, I looked. Maybe I did say I looked up to him, but like it's more so of like. I don't think about have you been demoted in any way shape or form in your in your career yes okay as have i how i would view it others may not money as much as role okay and i sulk i get angry i start being like mad at the world i don't go to the place that he went to of like you know what? I'm still part of this team. Like I, and I I just it was that skill, I guess, that I looked like I couldn't believe somebody could act that way in a positive. And I guess there's a lot of things that I can't believe because now I can't believe somebody would act this way in a negative. And that's what he did. And it's it's not okay by any stretch of the, of the imagination. All right. 888-760-3776, espn is the number to jump in. I know it's a heavy topic. Uh, if somebody wants to jump in on it, you know what? Uh, we're going to get to the top five in a second. I know we had this as number five. Let's move that to number one. We'll put Dak as number five. Jeanette, I'm going to uh, adjust on the fly here because I don't want to do too much more on this unless people want to chime in. At 888 760 espn is the number to jump in. I mean, listen, I am not of the belief that he should just cut him. Because I don't think Jimmy Butler should be penalized by this, and Jimmy Butler would be. I'm not going to get into the, the details of the contract stuff and how that would work. I don't think the other players deserve to be penalized. I just don't think he's—to he, me, when if you're saying he's done, to me the done is you're not around the team anymore. That's it. You're, you're not coming to practice. You're not coming to games. You're on the roster because the Heat needs to, to bring in somebody that is a better fit for the organization than you— um, and you are going to help them do that by, by going wherever you're going to go, and you're a one-year, you know, in essence, contract that they are going to, tra- to trade. If you cut him, that, that I don't believe – again, I will keep saying this. I do not believe that Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo deserve to be penalized for the disgusting actions of Myers Leonard. I just don't, and I cannot believe we're talking about disgusting actions of Myers Leonard considering how I, I have and others have felt about him in the past. 888-760-3776 number to jump in. Let me talk about something positive and that is uh, my buddy Dr. Neil Goldhaber. He's been treating ENT patients in Florida for over 20 years Uh, and if you look at some of the Google reviews about Dr. Goldhaber they are great. Fernan in Wellington said Dr. Goldhaber is very patient, accommodating, and professional in every way. Monica in Boynton Beach I had a pleasant experience, felt comforted, and appreciated the patience and kindness of the staff and doctor if you're looking for a no-nonsense considerate and friendly doctor go see Dr. Goldhaber He can treat it all. Ear pain, sore throat, post-nasal drip, sinus pain, pressure, congestion. Dr. Goldaber offers same-day and next-day availability. Telemedicine appointments will also be available. Contact him today at GoldSinus.com or 561-734-3636, 561-734-3636 with GoldSinus.com. Time now for the Top 5 at 5. This
1: is the Top 5 at 5. The five biggest topics in the world of
0: sports and beyond. Here's Evan Cohen. It is the top five and five here on ESPN 106.3 streaming live espnwestpalm.com. Play ESPN 106.3 connected devices and speakers. Jeanette has five questions. She'll count it down five through one. We'll start with Dak. She'll debate the. Or we'll debate the answers coming up right now. Number five, Jeanette.
2: Dak Prescott gets paid and signs a massive four-year, 160 million contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Who won the steal, Dak or the Cowboys?
0: Um. I think they both did, but I know a lot of people are saying, well, the Cowboys really lost this deal. So, yeah, here's here's the challenge that I would have for people on this. For those people that want to tell me how bad this deal was, with do it without using three years ago. In other words, everybody goes to the place of, well, they could have done this three years ago. They could have done this two years ago. They would have gotten him for less. You're 100% right. I'm not arguing that. But they didn't. They didn't do it three years ago. They didn't do it two years ago. So explain to me what they were supposed to do over the last 24 hours. They had to get a deal done. The concept of just letting him walk makes no sense whatsoever. And so, yes, four years, $160 million. $126 million guaranteed. First three years, $42 million average. No trade clause, no tag after this year. $66 million signing bonus, most in NFL history. $75 million In year one, most in NFL history. But the reality is, the reality is on this, what did you want them to do? I think this is where we get a little confused. And this is where where I think that people struggle with this kind of stuff because it's the same with Russell Wilson. So Dak Prescott was, for a while, the most underpaid guy around like Russell Wilson was. And then instantly he became, in some people's eyes, the most overpaid person around. There was no gradual increase. It wasn't like, all right, he makes 1 million. Then he made 5, then he made 10, then he went to 20, then he went to 30, then he went to 40. It was like he was at 800,000 and then 31 million. There was no gradual progression because of the fact that he was a mid round pick. Same thing with Russell Wilson. So. Where, where we go and where some of these teams go and where perception of these guys goes to is well was he really good Dak or Russ because of the fact that he made so little and that the team could surround him with so much or was he really good because he's really good and thus he's worth this kind of money again for those who think it's a bad deal tell me what your alternative would be what would the alternative would be and I'll go one, one other thing on this go one step further If you take Dak at the totality of the contract, so the four years, or excuse me, five years he's already played, and the four years he will play for them at the numbers that he's made and will make, that's nine years, 196.3 million. So that's 21.8. 21.8. 21.8. That's not unreasonable at all. But we can't look at it that way. Because Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson are the immediately underpaid and immediately overpaid guys. that you There's no in-between with them. So, I, I mean, Dak is the winner of the deal, Jeanette, but I think the Cowboys win as well.
2: Dak is the winner of the deal because I don't understand how he was worth that much
0: yet. What's the alternative? You, you're presenting a problem without a solution. What's the alternative? Go ahead.
2: I don't have the answer to that, but this well, that's was part of well the problem, Jeanette. This was well overpaid. Why? Maybe in four years, when he's thirty-one and he's proven himself to have sixty million a year, then yeah, go ahead and get your money like this. But now,
0: no, no, no it's not sixty million a year. It's sixty-six million go. signing bonus, 40 seventy-five all-in this year, forty million average, forty-two million average. Just yeah. call it forty, just for the sake of conversation.
2: There's too much. I, I, I don't understand how he deserves that.
0: Because it's timing. Because he is available to to be paid this much. Do you realize in a year when Josh Allen is going to be up for a contract extension of Buffalo, he's going to become the highest paid player in the history of the sport, most likely. Josh freaking Allen. Josh Allen, who's had way less good years than Dak, but a better great year, if that makes sense. Like, Dak has been a good quarterback. I think Dak can win a Super Bowl.
2: So he got this money off leverage. Yes. Dak had the leverage. Of course. Oh God! Isn't like what? Didn't they do the same thing with Kirk Cousins? Here's a bunch of money. How'd that work out for him?
0: Well, Kirk Cousins is way better than you're giving him. Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback every year in the NFL. Every year, statistically, is a top ten quarterback. You, this is the problem. You are, you are, and I'm not saying this in an insulting way. I'm saying it in a, in a complimentary way. You are like everyone else out there right now who's like, this is ridiculous. Dak's overpaid. How does he make $40 million? But you got to give me the alternative. And you, the alternative cannot be they should have done this three years ago where that $40 could have been 25 a year. So tell me why this is a bad deal. 888-760-3776, espn I only want to hear from people right now as to why this is a bad deal. Cause I don't think it is. I think this is market value for a guy that was a free agent at the right time or going to be a free agent at the right time, that they actually took a $15 million less cap hit as a result of this because otherwise if they had to franchise him, he would have been at $37 million instead of 22 in terms of the cap hit, which Mike Tannenbaum is going to join us later, uh, former GM, of course, Dolphins and Jets. The, the cap numbers and the way the NFL works this stuff is so weird. But I just I, I think this is a good deal because I don't know what the alternative would be. Joe and Jupiter on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Joe?
3: How's it going, guys, man? Love the topic. My Cowboys, I'm loose, um, I'm a diehard 40-year, 40-year Cowboys fan. Like you say, what? what Jerry Jones is not going to wait four years to develop a quarterback in the draft. We're not getting Russell Wilson. He wants to win now. He thinks with a little bit of tweaking on the defense, we are ready for a Super Bowl, and Dak is that good. He's not a top five, but he's a top ten. And his contract... It's going to look great in about two years when these other three or four quarterbacks are due for contracts, and they're going to be getting 50-plus a year.
0: Well, that's what... I, I agree with you, and here's the crazy thing. For those people like Jeanette and others who think this is an awful contract, he's not even the worst contract on their offense. Ezekiel Elliott's no, way worse. Not. Ezekiel Elliott's contract yeah. is way worse, and he plays a, sorry, a meaningless position in the
3: sport compared to quarterback. Just does. Yep, plus we got Jalen Smith, plus... With doing this deal now, instead of doing $37 million against the cap, we save about $15 million to go out and get two, maybe a third, free agent that could help our team next year. We don't need to be at the best defense. We just need to be average because our offense is going to score like crazy as long as everybody stays healthy with our offensive line coming back.
0: I mean, maybe, but, like, again, see, this is the thing, and thanks for the phone call. What the bleep is the alternative like this is the problem, and at least Jeanette admits it. Jeanette's like, I hate this deal, but I don't know what they're supposed to do. At least you admit it. But like those who want to try to, like, yeah, I'll say it. Test me on this. Bring it, because I want to know what the <laughs> alternative is. I'm just saying, like, I want to hear the solution to the problem. And you can't just be like, well, if, you know, three years ago. All right, so if they turn ba- if you turn back time, you go to. If you want to turn back time. You're going to say, all right, I got one opportunity to turn back time, and instead of anything in your own life, you want to fix Dak Prescott's contract? Seems like an odd move. (laughs) Like, hey, if I turn back time, I'll then go and and fix Dak's contract. Really? Over, like, I don't know, maybe, you know, (laughs) making yourself into a millionaire somehow? Or, like, maybe investing in, like, Apple? Nope, I'm going to take Dak's contract (laughs) and fix it for the Cowboys. (laughs) Menelik in Port St. Lucie. What's up, Menelik? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, the only problem I have with this is he's just coming off a broken leg, ankle, or whatever.
4: How is he going to act? How is he going to play? How will it affect him? That's the only
3: thing I see with the dealer. I don't know how he's going to play.
0: Okay, fair question. I will take you, call. All right. Okay, then Manelik's gone. Uh, fair question, but the alternative would be, hey, if you've got to test out how he's going to play, and he's not going to sign anything but a long-term deal at his cost or the franchise tag. So then in order to test out his leg, you have to take a, fi- a plus 15 cap hit and make it 37 guaranteed instead of, of the $22 million cap hit. Seems like an odd decision by the Cowboys to do that. Again, you're giving me problems. You're not giving me solutions. Mark in West Palm on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Mark? Hey, Evan. So I'm. I'm you said you
3: wanted calls Thinking, you know, that we're supporting this being a bad deal, um, yes. but actually, I'm I'm with you on this. But I just wanted to point out something number one, well there's two things of course, like just like you said, it is market driven. What alternative does Jerry Jones have? Is it Alex Smith? Is it Ryan Fitzpatrick? There is nowhere near anybody on the market that's close to as talented as Dak Prescott. And for those who, and, and this is coming from an Eagles fan, and for those who thought that the Cowboys were three years, two years, too late, remember Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles and how wise he was finding Carson Wentz early? How'd that work out? Because that's the flip side of
0: this. Fair, fair. I, I mean, I, listen, you and I are on the same page. Good call as always. Like, I don't know. I don't know what games people watch. Like, I think Dak is really good. Obviously, Jeanette does not. He Obviously, is. Others. Uh, he, if he is, then why do you have a problem not with 40 this?
2: Forty million dollars a year for the next. You can't four look year's at it. You worth. can't
0: look at it relative to like what you make or what I make or what average everyday person makes. Like, that's that's ridiculous. You have to look at it as to what his peers make, and that's now the market value in this crazy sport. He's it getting paid is. like a
2: top two, three QB, and he's not even, like, he's in the top ten, not even top five.
0: But he's the one that's up, he's, the, he's a free agent. Jeanette, he would get more money on the open market than he would with the Cowboys, in my opinion. He would get more money on the open market than he would with the Cowboys. Well, that's my ten of them that coming up in about seven minutes or so. Uh, before we get to number. Four. What a, Four? Oh, boy. Uh, in the top <laughs> five at five. We do you want to tell everybody about Bob, the team at Bradley Heating and Air Conditioning? They've been locally owned and operated in the Western communities for over 40 years. Bob will agree with me. I guarantee it because he understands the contract stuff and the value part of it. And, yeah, maybe he's not the best quarterback in the league, Dak, but there's a value to it. Just like, of course, uh, with Bradley, they're the best and there's a value to it. That's why they've been in business for over 40 years. That's why they get the A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. They specialize in cost-effective solutions to fit your individual needs. Give them a call today at 561-793-7497 or visit BradleyAir.com, the speaker of the knowledgeable and trained team at Bradley Heating and Air Conditioning. Number four, Jeanette.
2: In a letter written to season ticket holders, the Seahawks thanked fans for their support during the 2020 season and talked about the team's commitment to winning. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and members of the coaching staff were mentioned by name. Wilson was not. Could it be another sign that Russell Wilson might not be a Seahawk next season? So
0: um, it's interesting because he's under contract. The Cowboys had this whole controversy, right, around Dak with the hype video, didn't they? Where yep. Dak wasn't in the hype video. Yep. Now, the difference there is they could say, well, Dak actually is not under contract. So you're asking us to put in somebody in our video that's not under contract with our team. Seahawks a little bit different. Here's what I'll tell you. I think the Seahawks here and Russell Wilson are going to be— uh, uh, Russell Wilson is going to play for the Seahawks this year, in my opinion. I think we've kind of looked at this as Russ is kind of mad at the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks seem to be in love with Russ. I think we gotta get through that through our head also a little bit. That I think this may be a two way street on this one. Number three, Jeanette.
2: On the Brian Warren Windhorse and the Hoop Collective podcast, NBA insider Brian Windhorse said this.
3: A lot of people were talking about boy, this is a potential super spreader event, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think so at all. No. I think the place that the NBA is worried about was not Atlanta. The place the NBA worries worried about is Miami. Last I heard, there were around 150 players who were planning to be in Miami this weekend, this past weekend. And the reason the NBA knows is because the players have to have COVID tests while they're there, and they had to sign up for them. So the NBA had an accurate count of how many.
2: Should we be worried about a COVID issue in the NBA?
0: Yes, because we should be worried about COVID issues everywhere in the world, because it's not done, obviously, yet. Um, I hear this, and all I could think about, and obviously the Heat have other things to deal with today with Myers Leonard's horrible um, uh, slur, the anti-Semitic slur that he had that he used in a video game, which we talked about um, for the first basically half hour of the show. If you missed any of it, you can go back and listen on the um, podcast, wherever podcasts are found, Evan Cohen Show, search it there. Uh, All I could think about, though, Jeanette, with this is Pat Riley being the one to administer the tests. Like, oh, hi, Giannis. Would you like me to, uh, <laughs> to put this thing in your nose now? Like, this is the ultimate legal tampering. They have to go to the heat. They have to go to the AAA. They have to get tested, and they have to do it through the heat. If I'm Riley, I'm just sitting there with my rings, like, testing them with the Q-tips. I mean, that's what, that's what they should be doing. That's the first thing I thought of. It's horrible. I understand that. But, man, oh, man, that's what I thought of. Number two.
2: The late and great Christopher Wallace, better known as Notorious Big Papa B.I.G., passed away 24 years ago. Where does he rank all time?
0: Wow! Did you did you? Does this like luck, or did you intentionally put this on on right now?
2: I intentionally put it on.
0: Okay, good. Um, so he's probably. Number one, I like to get cute at times and say that Big Pun is number one because I happen to love Big Pun. But I'll tell you, if you haven't watched the Biggie documentary on Netflix, do so. You learn a bunch of things about him growing up that I didn't realize, including I never realized, and I know a lot about Biggie. I never realized he could sing.
2: I'm more, like, do you use cute and Big Pun together?
0: I'm saying, well, I'm not saying Big Pun is cute. I'm saying I try to get <laughs> cute sometimes. To say, all right, who's the number one rapper of all time? It's like all right, who is the best uh, and a basketball player of all time? Like if you don't say Michael, you're just trying to get cute with somebody else. Gotcha. That's what I'm got saying. It.
2: Okay, got like, it.
0: Like it's obviously Michael. So I love Big Pun. Biggie's Biggie's amazing. It, the sad thing about the about Biggie is he dies at 24 years old. But so much of what has gone on in music, hip hop, entertainment since then, he would have been perfect for. Absolutely. Crossover stuff with pop music, crossover with country music, acting, hosting. I mean, it's just, it's it's just, I mean, unbelievable. He's
2: still a big part of pop culture today. His legacy is still very strong.
0: And by the way, uh, shout out to my boy Dre Day, uh, who just, like, the, the cannabis, not, well, yes. Whatever. Can I bust the, the rapper because the greatest rapper of all time died on March 9th. Like I'll forever have it in my head in his beef with, with LL Cool J back in the day. So, um, yeah, number. I mean, he's just it's terribly sad. Terribly sad. I mean, I remember where I was. I remember when I was listening growing up in New York and I, and I was driving on a Sunday morning. I, I don't remember where I was driving to, but I remember driving on a Sunday morning and tuning into Hot 97 uh, the hip-hop station in New York that I always listened to, Dr. Dre, Ed Lover, um, uh, Angie Martinez, Funk Flex, DJ Clue was there at the time. And I remember hearing all these Biggie songs back to back to back. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I didn't realize until they said it, it was because he died and they were playing a tribute to him. Uh, number one is the Myers Leonard thing you know what we're going to skip that because we've talked about that um, uh, all show long but again for those who who don't know Myers Leonard used and and because we got to get to my Tannenbaum here Myers Leonard of the Miami Heat used a horrible horrible um, anti-Semitic slur there is no excuse for it it is beyond comprehension and the entire entire Heat world basically has been rocked by this Uh, because this is a guy that everybody loved. This is a guy that everybody thought was one of the good guys. And this is a guy that did a horrible, horrible thing. Just a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. And there's no excuse for it. And I'm just stunned, stunned by it. Stunned. Absolutely stunned. Top 5 at 5 here on esp 1063. Uh, Mike Tannemar is going to join us in a second, but I do want to tell everybody about Xfinity. If you've got Wi-Fi at home, and let's be real, who doesn't? Chances are you've got tons of connected devices. Luckily, Xfinity XFi keeps all those connected devices protected from Wi-Fi threats. We're talking laptops, tablets, smartphones, cell phones, security cameras, even your smart fridge. Plus, you get notifications every time a threat to your network has been blocked, so you don't have to worry about a thing. Get added protection for your home Wi-Fi network with XFi Advanced Security, including... Included at no extra cost. Can your internet do that? Get started with Xfinity. Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Or pick a speed that's right for you with options up to 2 gigs. Plus get advanced security free with the XFi gateway. Just activate through the Xfinity app. Go to Xfinity.com. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit an Xfinity store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Offer ends March two thousand and. 21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet. 25 Mbps customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees are extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed with Xfinity. Time now to talk some football with Mike Tannenbaum. The Jets, the Dolphins, and now ESPN.
1: Palm Beach County's own Mike Tannenbaum shares his football expertise every week on ESPN 1063. Brought to you by HSS. U.S. number one in orthopedics, according to U.S. News and World Report, and now in Florida. Accepting virtual and in-person appointments in West Palm Beach and
0: Wellington. All right, Mike joins us, as mentioned there, as always, brought to us by HSS. It's the choice of players. It's the choice of the weekend warriors. HSS Florida in West Palm. State-of-the-art diagnostics, non-surgical treatment, physical therapy, rehab, sports performance services, and more. HSS.edu slash Florida, 300 Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, or 561 657 4600 All right, Mike, let's jump into it. There's so much juicy stuff going on right now in the NFL. Let's start with this. Dak Prescott would have received more money signing the contract he signed with the Cowboys or if he actually hit the open market?
4: Boy, good question, Evan. Um, I think he got everything what he wanted, so I think Dallas paid the top of the market and in exchange got some cap relief early on, but um, he got a massive premium of all the numbers that – stood out to me was uh, he's getting $106 million in 16 months between last year and this year, which is uh, really a a remarkable number.
0: Similar to what Steve Policino is paying you to do this, I think, right? It's very similar to that. Is that correct?
4: (laughs) Well, uh, slightly less.
0: (laughs) So, Mike, I I have been challenging people today and kind of like a little bit smart-ass sort of way of If you don't think this is a good deal, person X out there, you need to explain it to me why it's not a good deal for the Cowboys without mentioning they could have done this three years ago. In other words, I don't see any justification behind anyone saying it's not a good deal when literally they had 24 hours to make this. So I want to understand why it wouldn't be a good deal because I don't get why people are saying that.
4: So you're saying why is this not a good deal for Dallas or for Dak?
0: Well, I know it's a good deal for Dak. My point is it's a good deal for both parties, and those who say it's a bad deal I don't think have a leg to stand on because what was the alternative?
4: Yeah, well, they didn't have an alternative. So um, I would say from a Dallas point of view, one thing that they did get was um, five years. If you think about the fact that they got one year last year on the tag and then four more years. So they have five years of cost certainty for about $191 million. $191 million over five years is uh thirty eight point two million. So we're on an average per year it's slightly less than the John Watson. Do you think that Josh
0: Allen in one year or Lamar Jackson in one year will top this deal?
4: No question about it. That's just the way the market works. And um if I was Buffalo or Baltimore, I would try to get that deal done ASAP. And um, you know, if if not, I think Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson run a very similar play and play it out and um, get through the tag, and you know then the rest is history.
0: Mike, what does the Dak Prescott contract mean for Russell Wilson?
4: You know, I, I think that's a little bit, Evan, in my opinion, because here's what's really remarkable. Right now, the Seattle Seahawks have three. Not the offensive players that are not on rookie contracts. besides Wilson, three veterans, and they just gave up two more first-round picks for Jamal Adams. So, I think with that, with that is more of a philosophical discussion about how to build a team. And I'm sure Russell Wilson goes home on Sunday nights during the season, see all these points being scored all over the place. And he's like, why can't we get weapons like this or investment in offensive? This is a little bit of
0: a different situation. Evan Cohen, talk with Mike Tanabam, of course, ESPN, Dolphins, Jets. Palm Beach County resident is always brought to us by HSS. Learn more about in-person and virtual orthopedic care with enhanced safety protocols at Edu slash Florida. I think, Mike, and this is just an opinion, and maybe you agree or d- let's see on this. Um, I think where people get a little bit thrown off, and maybe when teams get thrown off, you can speak towards that, obviously, is – there's no gradual progression in salary for some of these guys. In other words, when Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson are mid-round picks and they hit, the the team has the humongous benefit of playing the quarterback basically nothing and winning around him. And then when they're supposed to be good, they go. or supposed to be paid. They don't go from like twenty million to thirty million. They go from eight hundred thousand to thirty million. And then there, there starts the debate of. Well, are they good, and that's why the team is good? Or was it that they weren't paid, and thus the team is good around
4: them because you could pay everybody else?
0: Because there's no gradual progression, I think it screws everyone's mind up with this stuff.
4: Yeah, no, it's very binary. I think that's a very fair point. It's either A or it's B. Very rarely do you see the middle class. Like We actually just saw one today. Levante David, a veteran linebacker with Tampa, gets a two-year deal, had a pretty good contract, about $25 million over two. I mean, that's a good, solid deal for a good, solid player. It's not, um, you know, somewhere in the middle. So, I, I think it's a fair point, but I, I kind of look at it differently as it relates to the quarterback, which is, you know, what's the cost if you don't have one? You have no chance, and you go back to Seattle, you know, when John Schneider and Pete Carroll got out there, they had Matt Flynn or had Tavares Jackson, and I'd rather have Russell Wilson and have cap problems but having Russell Wilson I know I have a chance to win.
0: Mike, do you know what you were doing 3 years ago today?
4: 3 years ago today. Well, that's a good question. I'm not no I, I I'm not exactly sure.
0: Okay. 3 years ago today, you traded Jarvis Landry to the Cleveland Browns. A trade that I loved at the time and still am fine with it. What do you remember about that situation? A wide receiver who wanted to get paid, who's very good, you never said he wasn't, um, but paying wide receivers is always risky. What do you remember looking back at that situation on this day in 2018?
4: How badly John Dorsey wanted him, and he kept coming into uh, our suite at the common. I knew um, he wouldn't leave us alone. So, you know, when you all, all the teams have suites next to each other. So um, I knew John was really interested, and I thought, you know, Situation like that is Jarvis Landry's a really good player. It was just more strategic planning. We just felt like the value of getting a pick and not paying Jarvis was the right decision for us at the time. And uh, I think that was one of those trades where you know kind of for everybody. Uh,
0: Miami made another interesting move yesterday. Explain what happened with Isaiah Wilson in Tennessee and if you like the risk that the Dolphins are taking.
4: Yeah, I, I love the trade. Um, actually i believe that wilson and the head coach of the miami dolphins brian flores went to the same high school in brooklyn which yeah. is uh always a good connection and isaiah wilson was a you know a player that only left georgia had to work with, with size um good potential and then um you know he just uh had a series of off-field issues at tennessee and you know tennessee kind of ran out of patience very quickly and I think it's one of these deals for the Dolphins. If you know he comes back, he certainly has all the measurables of what you're looking for, Evan. So um, very little downside if you're the Dolphins. If you hit, you hit big, and it's rare to be candid that a team would move on from a first rounder after the first year.
0: Does that make you think that that teams, people that do what you do, overvalue first rounders, or you think this is an isolated incident?
4: Yeah, I know it's a fair point. You know, we, we toss around like, oh, they have four first round picks over the next two years. Well, you gotta hit on all of them and that's easier said than done. And I've been on both sides where, you know, I've hit big and drafted Hall of Famers like Darrell Revis and I've had big misses like guys like Vernon Golston. And um, you know, most people that have been around for a minute are on both sides of that. And historically guys like Ross, who um is in the Hall of Fame, you're gonna hit about sixty percent of the time. So I do think from a media standpoint, we're like, oh, they have all these picks, and the turnaround will be quick. And, you know, Isaiah Wilson's just the next cautionary tale.
0: Talk with Mike Tannenbaum, of course, formerly of the Dolphins and the Jets. ESPN, Palm Beach County resident, as always, brought to us by HSS of South Florida. And they have been ranked number one 11 years in a row when it comes to orthopedics. HSS.edu slash Florida. 561-657-4600. Mike, two final things here. Number one, the franchise tag deadline is today. Um, I think that the value for some of these positions is a little bit odd. Like, yes, quarterbacks, one. I understand why defensive end is two. In what world should wide receiver be valued third in the NFL? When I look all the way, I would much rather have the best tight end in the sport than the best wide receiver in the sport. And offensive line is behind wide receiver. Do you do you think that the valuation for these franchise tags are correct in this sport?
4: Well, it's just all based on money. But uh, your points well taken. I, you know, on the receiver situation, like Chris Godwin, I think he's a good player. But there's so many receivers in this year's draft, and. You know, there's going to be a ton in free agency. So, like, seeing Galladay let go, or I should say not tag, you know, not surprised. I was a little surprised that Allen Robinson got tagged. Um, I would keep those offensive linemen because those are your foundational players. And um, I just think some of the um, wide receiver salaries has pushed that number up, you know, pretty significantly.
0: Final thing. Give me a name that you're keeping an eye on saying, I wonder if this guy is going to get released. I wonder if this guy is going to get traded. This guy could swing some things in the NFL. Non-Deshaun Sammy Watson, Watkins. obviously.
4: Yeah, Sammy Watkins, receiver, Kansas City, really good player. But um, I, I think what happens with him is really interesting because I think he's sort of representative of this like middle market now, Evan, and given with the cap going down, I just don't know how well he's going to do you know, in the free agent market.
0: Mike, always a pleasure. We'll have a lot to talk about next Tuesday when free agency is uh, underway. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Evan. Alright, there's my Tannebel, most always uh, joining us here on ESPN 106.3 brought to us by HSS hss.edu slash Florida or 561-657-4600 before we get to the Duffy's Daily Headlines with Jeanette, do want to tell you about PNC a lot of people are going to cash in uh, free agency like Dak Prescott and put that money in their PNC bank account and PNC reminds you that they are committed to all those who are rooting for the home team, day in, day out sports fans love to show their pride, team jerseys hats, giant foam fingers, with a PNC virtual wallet you can take your finance game to a whole new level while still supporting your home team. Get a breakdown of your budget and quickly check out how much money is scheduled out for bills versus how much is left to spend on the things you love. Easily set up automated savings to help you take control of today and work towards those tickets to the big game tomorrow. Learn more. Visit PNC.com slash VirtualWallet. PNC Bank make today the day. Virtual Wallet is a registered trademark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. Copyright 2021. PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. All rights reserved. PNC Bank National Association member FDIC. With PNC and PNC.com. Time now for the Duffy's Daily Headlines with Jeanette.
1: Now it's time for the Duffy Sports Grill Daily Headlines a check of the biggest things going on in the sports world.
0: Yes, Jeanette. Kansas you head
2: go. football coach Les Miles is out following sexual misconduct, misconduct allegations.
0: Yeah, don't worry about getting that wrong with no. that guy. I mean, that's just. Boy, bye. Leave. Leave people alone. My God. You know, I always got ripped on my whole life about just, like, wanting to be home and, like, not be around anybody and so on and so forth. Maybe it's the best possible move I can make in life. I'm not saying I would do that if I wasn't, but I don't know. I don't know if that made any sense, but in my head it did.
2: No. But no, it, it didn't. In my head it,
0: yeah, You do you. Right. Yeah. Mm. By the way, let's my—I'll say it now. Ah, I'm not going to say the name. I'll say—ah, God. How do I do this? <laughs> I just walked myself. Stephanie Prince, the general manager of the station, and I once sat with a pretty prominent, big-time, college football coach. Who, this is probably going back 10 years now. We sat there unsolicited. The guy just pummeled Les Miles. And this is like the peak of Les Miles at LSU. Pummeled him. Just destroyed him every which way. Boy, that guy was right looking back on it. Next.
2: the Miami Dolphins have acquired offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson from the Tennessee Titans according to NFL media's Ian Rappaport the Dolphins are sending a 2021 seventh round pick in return
0: see this is what I was saying to Mike so think about this for a second how many conversations with the Titans all these teams have about hey I wouldn't trade you know hey would you would you trade this guy "Yeah, yeah I'll trade this guy okay what do you want for him a first-rounder. I'm not giving you a first-rounder. Think about that conversation the Titans had, and then the guy that they would have they drafted then in the first round played four snaps for them, and then they traded to the Dolphins for a flip-flop of seventh-round picks. Sometimes we overvalue these picks. Sometimes we value the unknown over the known, where maybe the known could actually be better at times. Anything else, Jeanette?
2: Uh, yeah, Super Bowl champions, Buccaneers franchise tag, Chris Godwin.
0: No, that's nothing else. That's you putting (laughs) that in there because you wanted to tell that story to yourself because you're all happy about your team in Tampa Bay. It'll never Uh, get old.
2: It'll never get old.
0: Uh, And I understand until it gets old. Um, Now, (laughs) before we go, I just want to say this. Again, the story of the day, if you're just tuning in, you can go and listen to the podcast. Uh, Just search Evan Cohen Show wherever podcasts are found. We spent a large portion of the show talking about Myers Leonard. Uh, not because we're just breaking down random Heat players that aren't playing this year. Because unfortunately, Myers Leonard did something that I never thought he would do. Display and, and spew hate. Myers Leonard, while playing a video game on Twitch, used an anti-Semitic slur in a, in a nasty, mean way that it's stunning. This is a man that all of us looked up to in the bubble for the way he handled certain situations with grace, with class, with dignity, with uh, introspective conversations, and, and really having like real, full fledged, honest, real moments. That he was a guy that everybody liked. And somehow today, he ruined that. I don't understand how that happened. I don't understand how people feel this way. Just be nice. Be nice to people, and I'm I'm not always nice, but I'm not hateful. And when I say I'm not always nice, I mean like I'm somebody that can be tough. I'll be tough on Jeanette, but as long as you establish that thing in the beginning of, I'm doing this to help, and it's not going to be hateful. People are going to be cool with it. Don't hate on people that look differently. Don't hate people. Don't hate on people that love differently. Just don't be so hateful towards things that like are just. Part of everyday life, it's just, it's hard. If somebody's putting you in danger or putting others in danger and you want to be, you want to try to stop that, different story. To use the language that Myers Leonard used, completely inexcusable and beyond disappointing. We are on to Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3.